Springfield, Missouri is home to a variety of avian life. Birds big and small can be found all across the Ozarks. And get this, they even got a blue one. Live to a hard drive, I guess, uh, from the <laughs> 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. Uh-huh. If you're listening to Spring Food Mo America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri, my name is Andy Carr. And my name is D-A-N, Dan <laughs> Howell. And uh, Andy, I'm, I'm a little bit sleepy. I, I'm not even sleepy. I'm just so lethargic. You seem unwell. <laughs> I don't feel particularly well, Dan. I think it may be more than just the fact that we've not yet eaten at every restaurant in Springfield, Missouri. Although we can't discount that, as that is our show's mission statement. Yeah, so it's definitely a factor. Us, you know, not rested. But look, on top of just the generally horrible state <laughs> of everything in the world, in Missouri, mm-hmm. in Springfield even, which mm-hmm. we don't need to get into, really, mm-hmm. Uh, we just had a bad day yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it was July 4th. I will say that I went to a small fish fry with, you know, family members. Sure. And had a, had a great time talking to my grandparents. Mm. Um, really love them very you much. You got great grandparents. I've, I've met them. Yeah. Set, and, uh, set far enough away. They're great. Wouldn't sicken each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like I make a lot of figurative and literal jokes. But I could have made one there. Sicking them figuratively and literally. I think I think most of the jokes on the show are figurative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan. We had such a rotten time yesterday. Boy, boy did we. And, uh, you know, if, if the listeners want to hear more about the rotten time we had yesterday, they're just going to have to subscribe to our Tower Club episodes, Andy. We rec- we were going to record this episode uh-huh. and our Tower Club episode yesterday, but we weren't able to mm-hmm. because we had to wait in line to eat at a restaurant mm-hmm. for three hours. Three hours, yes. Three hours. Our previous record, I think, for the show was about 50 minutes waiting yeah. for that uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich for the uh, our, our, one of our lauded chicken episodes in- back in 2019. Sorry to correct you there, but we just got that after we recorded. I didn't even think that mm-hmm. was for an episode. Mm-hmm. We just did that yeah. for pleasure. Yeah, that may have just been for hedonistic pleasure. And then someone who, I, whose name I mentioned on the show too often, uh-huh. uh, texted me about it later, and I was like, and she was like, uh, "We waited fifteen minutes." Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even that time now this was a little bit of a different situation absolutely we're not gonna reveal what restaurant it was we're not gonna honestly andy i've been mulling it around in my head and i don't think that you should even put the name of the restaurant in the episode title wow that's probably what gets those episodes downloaded i've already done all the social media <laughs> scheduling for that and I'm so sick of working. Oh, yeah. I'm well, so sick of doing this stuff. And uh, and hopefully the restaurant that we visited will be a factor that pulls people in. And, yes. And along with this, uh, dare I say, epic uh, journey we went yeah. through yesterday. I mean, I left home at 1030 mm-hmm. and we weren't done recording until 4 p.m. Yeah. 
I um, we had of course planned on recording two episodes yesterday, and I told my girlfriend I should be home around two. Yeah, <laughs> to to oh, bang both of those out. We had not even eaten yet uh-huh. by two o'clock. No. <laughs> okay, so so I feel like we're being really negative because I feel terrible and I sure. feel negative. Yeah, and but it's kind of an interesting document. Mm-hmm. Because I, I am legitimately losing my mind. Like as as the episode progresses, yeah. and not not to spoil a moment, but I just got up and started pacing. Uh-huh. You really did. <laughs> you really did. It was very strange. You know, we're we're both a little sunburned. I think we were oh, both a little yeah. heat stroked at the moment uh, of recording. There, I definitely went home and. Uh, uh, battled with a quite the headache yeah. for, for for a majority of the evening. I'm not I'm not sure if that was heat related as well. I I'm think famously well hydrated, uh-huh. so I was okay. Uh-huh. Mentally not okay. Physically mm-hmm. fine. Even maybe a little less sunburned than I expected. I tend to to just absorb it. I'm mm-hmm. still probably you know not to joke about something very serious, but I fully expect mm-hmm. to, to have some skin issues later sure. in life. But uh, certainly didn't help yesterday. What we're saying is subscribe to Tower Club. <laughs> yeah, and and if uh, our listeners haven't checked out the Instagram, Andy does have the look of sort of a leather bag. <laughs> um, a- Andy has the look of like a... Uh, like a very rich housewife in her forties, uh, somewhere in like Miami. People used to call me Knock Off Armani. <laughs> they did. They just, did used to call you that, just because of how my face looks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, how How long ago was that that they called you that? Uh, I was like five or six. Oh, so you've been sporting <laughs> this look for yeah. for a minute. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Now I, there, I think there is a moment whenever I, it must have just happened overnight because suddenly. I started looking like it, like a man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a little bit of a babyish face, and then you look at pictures. Like you go back and look. I mean, I look at my own Facebook mm-hmm. pictures regularly. Just love to get real sad, you oh, know. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and suddenly, I do in fact look like a leather bound volume. <laughs> I don't know when it happened. I think. It, I mean, I think it was sometime during my. I don't know. Haven't been real, real frank about this on the show. First couple years of teaching were. Horrible. <laughs> Just a terrible experience. Do you get any gray hairs doing that? I have a few, not very many. Uh-huh. I don't know how I managed to have a full head of hair that isn't gray. I just got my 34. first gray like within the last month or so. How do you feel about that? Due to uh, COVID-related stress, you know, <laughs> I uh, I have uh, I have beautiful hair, and I I don't mind a few grays showing up in there. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a show of uh, my massive maturity. Uh, but speaking of tans, Andy... Hey, hang on a second. Okay, please. We can talk about tans uh-huh. in a moment. We will. I love gray hair. On men and women, uh-huh. I think it's very hot. You're a bit of a rogue. Uh, you could say that. I just think it looks fantastic. Sure. Silver is such a cool color. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish I had more gray hair. And I know I've said this out loud before and people people have said, oh, don't say that. You'll regret it. <laughs> no, I won't. I wish I had more gray hair. I really do. Yeah, gray's fine. It's just like losing the hair that like nobody really wants, you know, but but gray's cool. My my friend Emma, who I'm pretty sure does not listen to this and to whom I haven't spoken directly in a little while, has let her hair go gray and it's the coolest hair of anyone that i know it's absolutely wonderful everyone should just embrace the gray gray yeah. hair rules <laughs> yeah 
take on more stress in your life uh self-impose some some gray hairs and yeah i do think it's my place to tell women what to do with their <laughs> hair <laughs> yeah yeah that's you know that's uh, that's sort of a trip you're on <laughs> lately <laughs> turns about turns out i feel better now Embl- embracing my place in the patriarchy uh-huh. has made me feel uh-huh. much better oh yeah it'll do that <laughs> andy whenever i was a boy I don't believe. I, I already boy. don't believe no, the story. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. You've not been a boy. I'm talking like six, seven, like mm-hmm. preschool times. I used to tan uh-huh. so much. Like I still kind of take on a tan pretty well. Well, let me stop you right there, Dan. You got to leave the house. You, you got to pr- go outside. Seriously, yesterday made me analyze like how little I get out mm-hmm. of the house because I was like, oh, man, two hours, three hours of sun really, uh, <laughs> really did yeah. it to me. That's the best thing about playing playing legend of zelda breath of the wild dan uh-huh. you could spend hours outside and get no sunburn absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> i've been playing a lot of this game by the way this is a reference to conversation we spent three hours together mm-hmm. yesterday uh-huh. i'd say we we talked for at least 90 to 100 minutes of it oh yeah i think we spent one solid hour not saying anything yeah in, in the in the middle of sort of the madness yeah oh, whatever go ahead dan <laughs> andy i used to be so tan as a child that just uh, this uh like olive skin mm-hmm. and uh i remember my mom at like whenever she would take me to preschool uh-huh. the teacher would comment on how tan i was i think this was just like a one-time incident yeah but it's stuck in my brain sure. for a reason that you'll find soon and she would tell the teacher how tan my butt was. <laughs> I was like, Mom, don't, don't tell this teacher who I probably have like a huge crush on. Because I'm a preschooler and, uh, you know, I'm a little Scorpio boy. And uh, don't tell her how tan my bum is. <laughs> it's weird that your mom lets you run around outside naked all the time. I, I don't feel like I was doing that, but I feel like I just... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I so, had, hey, hey, Dan, <laughs> still tan down there? It's not anymore. <laughs> all, all the pigment has uh, left it. It's a, it's white as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Dan. That you had that traumatic experience at was it preschool? Yeah, I, I would say like preschool time. Hmm. And, uh, I I wouldn't categorize it as traumatic but uh did the other kids like (laughs) oh wait this doesn't make sense it's asking they called you ghost butt but no i guess not no that doesn't make it doesn't make any sense sense with the story uh but you know it could be related to the uh thousands of dollars that i spend in butt bronzer now (laughs) i hadn't like really connected those but man that that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's weird that there is a specific brand of bronzer mm-hmm. just for that particular area of the body. Oh yeah, well it's more sensitive than <laughs> other parts, of course. Well, let's talk about some food oh, now, Andy. How about the <laughs> restaurant for this week? Yeah, we we are gonna do big big mamas. Mm-hmm. What is it? Coffee and ex- coffee house and espresso, something like that. It'll I be can in never the title keep track of the subtitles. What, yeah, the subtitles. What what you know just. Just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Let's learn That's a little what bit I about say. it. Mm. 
Dr. Lyle Foster moved to Springfield in 2006. He'd grown up in Virginia, but he also spent time in the Northeast as well as in the Twin Cities area before settling for a while in Chicago, where he lived for 26 years. Up until a fateful visit to Springfield to watch his daughter's college basketball team play against Drury. During that trip, Dr. Foster happened to visit North Springfield's Commercial Street and fell in love with the potential he saw there. In 2009, he explained it this way to Tanja Kern of the Springfield Business Journal. Commercial Street captured me. It shows me. The character, the architecture, the opportunities. I just really saw this as an area that had potential for redevelopment. The timing of that basketball visit was perfect. In February of 2006, the Springfield City Council had accepted a proposal called Commercial Street Historic District Strategy for Success, which had been developed by nonprofit organizations, the Commercial Club of Springfield and the Urban Districts Alliance. Those names might not sound familiar, but you probably know them and you've definitely encountered the results of their work. The Commercial Club advocates for and markets businesses on the street as a whole, and it runs the Historic C Street website. The local chapter of the UDA is the Downtown Springfield Association, which for the most part operates under the name It's All Downtown. Anyway, that proposal from 2006 was a 21-page document that laid out a clear, grand vision for what C Street could look like. Parties interested in starting businesses in the area could apply for low-interest loans and community block grants that matched initial investments dollar for dollar, which, as I understand, is an extraordinarily good deal and not at all common. One of the businesses that took advantage of those opportunities and kicked off the ongoing Commercial Street revitalization project was Lyle Foster's Big Mama's Cafe and Espresso Bar, which opened in May of 2007. From the very beginning, Big Mama's was more than just a coffee house. First of all, they've always had a full menu with breakfast and lunch, soups and salads, and sandwiches with cool, innovative topping combinations. But also, the back room of the restaurant has a stage and can seat 50 people. The Big Mama stage hosts all kinds of performances, music, theater, poetry slams, comedy, perhaps even, I don't know, live podcast recordings? Maybe most importantly, the back room at Big Mama's is often used as a meeting place for local philanthropic activist and or arts organizations, including some in which Dr. Foster is involved. In 2008, he was part of The Gathering, a mentor group that helped young black students at Pipkin Middle School, as well as worked with Springfield Public Schools to develop ACT and SAT test prep classes for minority students. All of this is to say, Lyle Foster seems like an incredible human being. Plus, you know how I already mentioned the Big Mamas had a stage and would showcase local theater? Some of that theater was written by none other than Dr. Lyle Foster. On top of everything, the man is also a playwright. I know what you're thinking. That, that's got to be it, right? That's every single cool thing Lyle Foster ever did? Guess what? Nope. Lyle Foster also acted in his plays, too, and others. Now, that has to be it, right? Not even close. Get this. Yeah. 
Dr. Lyle Foster has not one, but two graduate degrees from Ivy League universities, a master's of religion from Yale and a master's of sociology from Brown. He is much smarter than uh, most people, it seems like. On top of running Big Mamas, Dr. Foster also works as a professor of sociology at Missouri State. Through the university, he co-created The Journey Continues, African Americans in the Ozarks, an oral history project dedicated to using multimedia to document, preserve, and showcase the roles and experiences of black people living and working in Springfield throughout the city's history. That project has expanded over the years, and in 2009, Dr. Foster and his collaborators in The Journey Continues worked with donors and city officials to post historical markers around the city that draw attention to important events of local black history. Also, from the summer of 2012 to sometime in 2019, Dr. Foster had a semi-regular column in the newsleader's Local Voices section, a platform he used to share his thoughts on locally and nationally relevant political and social issues. I didn't count, but it looks like Dr. Foster wrote something like 50 columns, maybe 60 or 70. His voice is warm and funny and empathetic. I read about a dozen of his editorials, and he just generally seems like a terrific person. There are currently three Big Mama's locations in Springfield, the original on Commercial Street, one inside the Midtown Carnegie Library, and another within the Greene County Courthouse. Dr. Lyle Q. Foster also owns Q in Oteca, the wine bar and event space across the street and a block west of Big Mama's. Cuban Oteca is run by Dr. Foster's son, Larnell Foster, and I can tell you firsthand that Larnell is just as interesting a person as his dad, which kind of leads me to a big question I have. Dr. Lyle Foster is a father, but not a mama at all, let alone a big mama. So who is Big Mama? Well, it's not clear, actually. There may not be an actual Big Mama. Dr. Foster once told the SBJ that he wanted the coffeehouse to have the friendly atmosphere of a mother's kitchen. The restaurant's signature sandwich, the Jacqueline, which features turkey, provolone, lettuce, tomato, sprouts, basil, pesto, mayo, and honey mustard, is named for Dr. Foster's late mother, but the Big Mama name doesn't seem to be referring to her either. There's a kind of surreal origin story for quote-unquote Mama on the Coffeehouse website that says she grew up in Virginia, just like Dr. Foster, and eventually made her way to the Ozarks. It seems to me like Mama is the spirit of the place, an atmospheric sense that everyone is welcome. Dr. Lyle Foster once put it this way, you can see folks from millionaires to pennyaires inside of Big Mamas and we all get along. I often say I feel Commercial Street is where Jesus would hang out because it's one of the most diverse places in the city. Wow. Another fun fact about Dr. Lyle Foster. Mm -hmm. He is in charge of distributing CARES Act funding to small businesses in Springfield. Wow. As you might expect, I left a lot on the cutting, cutting room floor as far as mm -hmm. historical information about this, too, because there was a lot out there because he's been a public figure in the city. For, yeah, you, you got to sweep this place up, too. Like, seriously, I... I I don't know. Either keep it's it in the bio like or clean It's almost like somebody up. with dusty feet was in the room yesterday. No, no. 
we recorded in the mm-hmm. in my house yesterday. We're in the tower right now. So. I, I'll have you know I'm wearing the same shoes as yesterday, uh-huh. so uh, pretty much same dust. Anyway, uh, Dr. Lyle Foster mm-hmm. seems like a pretty extraordinary person. Doesn't seem like. I'm just going to go ahead and oh, yeah. say absolutely is an extraordinary person. His son, Larnell's dude, I've met a couple times and just to shout out a couple other local podcasts. Lar- Larnell has been on a podcast from Springfield as well as the Uli Who podcast if you want to go hear from him and wow. that dude is a great storyteller. We need to get that. him on this podcast. It Buddy, seems like a good fit. I have invited him twice now and I have a feeling he doesn't remember either one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> then he's primed for a third. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Big Mama's Coffee House, mm-hmm. Dan. Had you been there much prior to your visits this week? I'm not going to say I'd never been there because I, I almost feel like I have maybe stopped in for a coffee or tea, but there's a couple spots on commercial that you can stop in for a coffee or tea. So uh-huh. I, I'm really not sure. I, I think so, but not, not for food, certainly. I, I think I'd been a time or two before. I think I've had their coffee at events, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I think they may have even catered some sort of teacher event I had been to, which is, you know, catering is not always the best sure. way to judge a restaurant. So this is really my first experience eating their food. Uh, not to spoil the end, but pretty happy about it. Yeah. You know, I feel like they actually put some real effort into making the food good and interesting, whereas other coffee houses, not going to name names, mm-hmm. will just slop some stuff on a sandwich and, and throw it throw it in into your flap <laughs> yeah yeah i have had that experience where they're slopping it, stuff on now, sandwiches and throwing it into my lap in their defense that's usually in response to something that i've said uh-huh. they just oh here you go yes, and throw it yeah. throw a sandwich in my lap yeah, that'll happen you know we are we definitely have painted targets on our backs uh listeners have probably noticed recently i've given five or three fives in a row mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm just going to keep that trend going. I'm really, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings ever or like uh, really criticize anything about myself yeah. or others. I want to go ahead and just say, give a big you're welcome uh, to the person who complained that on the iTunes review that uh-huh. we talked too much. So we cut the time in half this episode. Mm-hmm. We sure did. <laughs> Imagine <And laughs> criticizing a podcast for too much talking. <laughs> You can go read a review that says that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Weirdly, that came out the same day as our Pat Duran episode. Hmm. 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 No response from him yet. No. Uh. Uh-uh. It's like week w- week four <laughs> on Duran Watch. Only that single one star iTunes comment. Wow. What do you think about the inside of this place? I really liked it. It's Me it's too. a very homey atmosphere. I did high sp- ceilings. Yes, so high. Like many of the places on commercial. I didn't spend a whole lot of time in there because both times I just just picked up the order yep. to go. Uh, would have loved to have sat down in there. Not not an appropriate time mm-hmm. to be doing that, I don't no. think. Just my personal opinion. Yeah, I really enjoyed the vibe. It seemed like it would have been a really good place to study or have a quiet conversation with somebody. Oh, absolutely. You're able to glance back there and see that stage. And it the room seats 50 people, and I sort of expected it to be bigger and my head it was slightly bigger but it's a really small room mm-hmm. and i think it'd be so fun to watch any kind of performance there because it's really really intimate we, we should see if we can do a show there whenever it's doing shows is a, is a thing to do again because i think that it's exactly oh, yeah. a small room mm-hmm. is the exact right size yes. room for us yeah that that would be anything to uh 
make it seem as if more people are in there. If we could even cordon off like mm. half of that <laughs> and they can put on another show in the other half, yeah. uh, it doesn't even matter how loud it is. Uh, we're respectful, you know. Please give a, give us some stage time in, <laughs> in 20, 2021. Yeah, maybe 22. Oh, boy. But yeah, it seemed like a really nice uh, nice space. Mm-hmm. A lot of light in there, too. It was really well lit, and the, the paint on the walls is, is a light color, so it's a very like, light, refreshing atmosphere. There's a pretty fun bulletin board in there with oh. newspaper cartoons clipped out and repurposed to be Big Mama's cartoons. So like, oh. they've written the names of employees over some of the characters and uh, added the Big Mama's logo to like some of the uh, cartoon strip shirts. Real funny stuff. I, I I really I liked standing there and uh and reading those, and uh, I, I wonder who makes those. I, I bet it's Doctor Foster himself. It's I mean <laughs> it seems like a pretty doctorly thing to do. Have we covered any other doctors on the show? I don't Maybe think one so. Or two? I actually did contact a doctor to be a special guest at the end of this episode. Oh, okay. It's a very cool. doctor heavy episode. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, that's great. So uh, let's. I guess should we get into the food. Oh, absolutely. I guess we should get into the food. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that what I said? I am so you out said of something it. Like, uh, did you get anything to drink up there? I mean, this is a coffee house. I did not. You know, I don't like sweet coffee drinks, Dan. Mm. And I don't... Th- I could be mistaken, but I don't think they... I almost said burn their own beans. I don't think they roast their own beans at this place. I, I, I may be wrong. Oh, I don't know. I, I think they had Big Mama's branded... Oh, maybe they did. Maybe they there, do. So then I feel I'm, like it is. Then I'm wrong. Uh, and yeah. I should have tried it. I had a couple. I definitely agree. Most all of the specialty drinks on there are leaning on the sweet yeah, side. There's only deal. a couple of them that Dan, aren't. Dan can attest when I make coffee at home, which I have. I've got a bit of an ego with with my coffee. Mm-hmm. I make really good coffee. You know, I've got mm-hmm. it down. And uh, that, that's a big part of the reason why I'm just hesitant to spend a bunch of money on coffee at sure. restaurants because I got good at coffee to not have to spend money on coffee at restaurants. You know, oh, absolutely. I should have tried it. I neglected my duties as a restaurant reviewer and everything I say is invalid. Oh, it's okay, Andy, because I got two. Oh, okay. in fact, I'm sipping on the uh, drip coffee right now and uh, got to say. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, know nothing about coffee. Uh, probably better off just not speaking on it. <laughs> but uh, this one, pretty good. Nice, bold roast. Yeah. You can just say some really vague words. Uh-huh. Bold is great. Uh-huh. Aromatic is good. Oh, yeah. Very aromatic. Hints of fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hints of I'm getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you like a coffee drink. Sure. We're more of restaurant we're restaurant food reviewers. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. So let's get into that. Uh, the food, Dan. What'd you try? Oh, boy, Andy. What did I try? Started it off. Well, I, I kind of did them all uh-huh. at the same time. I uh, had a little trouble getting to Big Mama's this week because they had some shortened 4th of July week hours. Uh, that's perfectly fine. It happens anytime that there's a big holiday week like this. But I packed in three different things all yesterday morning before we had our uh, three-hour excursion to uh, the unnamed restaurant there. Started out with the Daybreaker, Andy. Mm. It's just a breakfast sandwich, ham or bacon, egg, cheddar on artisan's oven ciabatta. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll show you a picture of the ch- the bread later. I'm 
fairly sure it was not ciabatta. I don't. I think they might have had to sub something there. I don't. I don't know if Artisan's Oven is baking right now or yeah. has shortened hours as well. But it was a nice, uh, almost seemed panini pressed, uh, you know, slice of bread there. Only three fifty on this thing, which yeah. across the menu, all pretty great prices. Absolutely, uh, they're breakfast selection for like a coffee shop is pretty limited it's just this and the breakfast burrito uh, as well as some quiches which are for some reason on the sandwich section of the menu yeah oh this there's some menu discrepancies here that we'll get to later also quiche in the sandwich no that's breakfast (laughs) uh this the i i got it with bacon the bacon was a nice thick cut nice and crispy the egg had clearly like been cooked in a sheet pan and then cut out into like perfect squares which at first i was a little weary about because it almost looks like pre-packaged egg it it definitely wasn't uh it was really good though it kind of had a I don't know. Just a nice, savory, eggy flavor. I I feel like sometimes you get eggs that are almost lean on the sweet side or a little too moist and have like maybe uh, a cream in them. But this was just so potent, Mm. eggy, but still nice and fluffy. Uh, Yeah, really enjoyed this sandwich. For $3.50, absolutely would get this again. Uh, What'd you get? Also for three fifty, try the breakfast burrito which wow. you brought for me this morning, Dan. Thank you very much for doing that. Has egg, sausage, potatoes, peppers, onions, and cheese, and it is served with very importantly mm-hmm. salsa. Wow! I am coming to the terms with the fact that I don't like eggs very much, Dan, mm-hmm. and it's not an aversion. I think I've talked about this before. I'm not averse to eating eggs. I just don't actively want them. Sure, like I want most foods. And I'm happy to report that this is not a very egg-heavy breakfast burrito. I would say that eggs made up about 30% of the burrito, and the rest was the various fillings. I really enjoyed the sausage. had a nice uh, texture, a little bit of juiciness, just mm-hmm. a sl- only the slightest bit of zip to it, not very much heat. Really enjoyed having the potatoes inside the burrito. I think oh, that yeah. is a really nice touch. They're very small little slices of potato, mm-hmm. too, so no big chunks or anything like that. Mine had a good bite to them. They weren't like too soft. Like yeah. you, got, you, you could feel the corner and edge of the Absolutely. potato real nice. The onions and peppers in there kind of had that very specific canned flavor to them, which is okay. Sure. Sort of had like a paste picante salsa flavor to just those, but those were not that was not the only flavor mm-hmm. in there. And of course, you know, just your standard issue cheddar cheese, probably some kind of yellow mm-hmm. cheese in there. And I took the first bite, I was like, this is pretty good. And especially for only three fifty, we really oh, yeah. you know, we ate the I ate this twenty or thirty minutes ago and I was like, yeah, sure, this is absolutely worth the price. Oh yeah. And then I put a, the salsa on there, and I really like the salsa. It's a mm. little bit of a sweet salsa. Oh, okay. A little sweetness to it. It has a little bit of mealiness. You know, it has some texture to it, whereas a lot of salsas are just a little watery, you know. But there's no chunks. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those salsas that has texture without being chunky. Really liked that. I thought that was a really good combination. Went extremely well. And the salsa was cold while the burrito was still mm, pretty warm. Yeah, like that. So love that juxtaposition between the hot and cold with the burrito. Really enjoyed this. Wish I had a place. Well, I was going to say I wish I had a place that did, did something like this close to my house. I should should have said wish I had a big mama's close to my house. Sure. But the truth is I can't be eating something like this every single day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For the, breakfast. Yeah. I. It is a great price point, though. I mm-hmm. also tried one of these. My girlfriend got it. And uh, 
it's the same price as the sandwich. It is a much larger portion than the sandwich. Yeah. So I would say for price point, it's much better. Also, it had, you know, a lot of times in a breakfast burrito, you don't get any like taco flavor uh, or like, uh, I, I don't know, the Latin flavor, how, however you want to describe it. It's more, leans more on the breakfast than the burrito. And uh, this one, I think, had a packed a good little amount of cumin in there, mm -hmm. had a little bit of a uh, taco-y grease, not quite like the red chorizo. Uh, but I, I thought it just had a good amount of flavor to it. It wasn't just eggs and sausage in a flour tortilla. Sure. They could get away with that, and they choose not to, mm -hmm. which is great. Good on them. Did you try any sandwiches, Dan? Oh, boy, did I, Andy. Went up here, and I, you know, I had already tried to make two trips before yesterday, and mm -hmm. both times they had already closed for the evening. So I had a sandwich locked in my head that I wanted to try. Went up here yesterday morning, had a bit of a menu fiasco. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Andy. First, there was the coffee. My eyes sort of cross whenever I look at a coffee menu because, like, it's just so much. It's all, like, two yeah. espresso, steamed milk. I don't know what any of it really means. And uh, it's just a lot of repeated words, and I, I get very anxious. Uh, so I, I ended up just ordering like a coffee that was named after a my morning jacket song that I like oh, or nice. not named after had, had the, the same, same name. name as uh, that's how I made that crucial decision for the show <laughs> uh, about the coffee that I'm not even going to really talk about. I liked it just fine. What was it called? It was called the steam engine. Okay. You know, I think it's probably named after a train since it's uh, by no. a railroad. No, mm, <laughs> I, I kind of don't think so. Do you mean just because the, the back mm -hmm. door of the restaurant literally opens up to some train mm -hmm. tracks. Uh -huh. I think Absolutely. that could be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I heard them. They, they, they were, they had some pretty crunchy jams going on <laughs> back there. I, I think it, I think it might've been the, uh, the, the Jim James of it all. Okay. Andy, I, I, I got to the sandwich part and since it was around breakfast time, my eyes immediately locked with the Juliet. Granny mm. Smith apples, provolone, lettuce, sprouts, olive spread, cream cheese, apple cider vinaigrette on wheat berry. Saw that and I thought, man, that'd be a pretty nice uh, breakfast addition. Have about half of that with my half breakfast sandwich. Uh huh. Recently, I was chided by a, a vegan for uh, because I said that I would like to try more vegan stuff for the show, but uh, simply do not. So I thought, boy, I'll get that sandwich. That sounds vegan. It's got provolone on it after all. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds vegan. Yeah, yeah, right. Walked up there, ordered my sandwiches, got to the uh, got to this one, immediately blurted out the Jefferson, Andy, because uh -huh. that was the sandwich that I had locked in my head for the previous two evenings. Just said the wrong sandwich yeah. there. Uh, it I, I don't know what came over me, Andy. But the Jefferson, of course, is roast beef, Swiss, lettuce, onions, tomatoes, and horseradish mayo on wheat berry. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, Andy, this is just a great classic grab-and-go sandwich. I think, you know, that this place has some hot sandwiches as well, which you'll get into. Yep. But this is very clearly just like, I think it was six fifty, maybe not a bad price quality ingredients. Uh, 
maybe wish the roast beef was piled a little higher or at least like a curled up you know you you gotta curl them they, they were laying the laying them flat there i i don't know i don't hate it but uh overall lovely flavor to it love that horseradish bite to it uh just a classic roast beef lettuce to mayo on a really good soft wheat bread really like that wheat berry bread uh so yeah glad i got this would definitely try any number of their other just cold grab and go sandwiches the cold i think they make them fresh yes they make them to order so they're not exactly grab and go i think their uh breakfast burrito is maybe pre-wrapped mm. and then heated up. Oh. Uh, but yes, the, all, all the sandwiches do seem like they're freshly made. I tried the Jacqueline, so mm. named for Dr. Foster's late mother, wow. who may or may not be Big Mama. We don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> this one has turkey, provolone, lettuce, tomatoes, sprouts, basil, pesto, mayo, honey mustard, and I ordered mine on homemade focaccia you have the choice to do Weedberry mm-hmm. or Focaccia. We'd sort of been warned against the Focaccia, Dan. We won't reveal who warned us against it. Yeah. Somebody said, told us to avoid it, and I think I disagree with that assessment. I thought the Focaccia was very good. Oh. And this could be because I went on a Monday morning, and it was fresh. Because sure. they, they only served the Focaccia Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Comes so, from right across the street at ours. And right. I thought this was fantastic bread, Dan. It was light, but still had a little bit of like the bread still had a little bit mm-hmm. of a give to it. Had a real kind of rich, buttery flavor. I love focaccia. Bester, bester, mm-hmm. bester day. Uh huh. Best of all, uh, it ha- it's very thoroughly seasoned. It's got rosemary on the top, perhaps some thyme in there too, and it's just a really nice seasoning blend that they put on the top of the focaccia on this sandwich. Dan, I really liked it a lot. You know the it's the ingredients are just typical deli ingredients the proportions sure. are just right the p- taste that sticks out the most is that basil pesto and it also has a really nice texture to it you know sometimes you can get a pesto that's a little bit too mm-hmm. grainy this one had just just a little bit of graininess to it you want a little bit with your pesto but not anything extreme sure man had a real great savory basil flavor mm. and that would that kind of drove the entire flavor of the sandwich i thought this was really tasty Really liked that wow. sandwich a lot. Now, I also tried the Railroader. Oh, boy, Andy. Which is on there. This one's probably named for the railroad outback. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. I mean, steam <laughs> engines aren't even around anymore. I think it's named for the American government. <laughs> railroad people. Don't even get me started, Andy. The <laughs> freaking thought police are in my minchies all the time <laughs> i wish somebody was in my minchies truly just it's just somebody it's just re- me respond to anything i say online that's not andy <laughs> sometimes andy will just uh will will just communicate through twitter um, mm-hmm. and forego texting <laughs> so the sandwich menu is divided into three categories sandwiches mm-hmm. dan which is the jacqueline is on there the jefferson is on there then paninis, there are a couple options for that, chicken chipotle and veggie. And then the gourmet grilled cheeses, Wow, which feature the railroad of the firehouse and the globe. I got the railroader, which is a 
gourmet grilled cheese with portobello mushrooms, bacon, smoked gouda, provolone, caramelized onions on wheat berry. This is generally one of my favorite flavor mm-hmm. combinations. Probably the, the best looking thing on the menu. Yes. The thing I immediately went to whenever I looked at the menu. Love a combination of mushroom and the smoked gouda. The provolone on there kind of cuts the smokiness mm-hmm. a little bit. Caramelized onion is just one of my favorite things in the oh, world. Yeah. I've talked about it before. This place does not, it's not real caramelized onions. It's grilled onions. Sure. That's okay. Absolutely. It's fine. Still love them. Now, here's what confuses me about this, Dan, mm-hmm. is that I don't think there's any difference between a panini and a gourmet grilled cheese because this gourmet, gourmet grilled cheese had been grilled on a panini press. Sure. <laughs> not a griddle. <laughs> me and my girlfriend recently talked about this as to what constitutes a grilled cheese sandwich. We watched a video of a whole bunch of Bon Appetit chefs making what they claim to be grilled cheeses, and some of them I contested were not grilled cheeses. Mm-hmm. This was before Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit was canceled, of course. Andy, I think the one thing that makes a grilled cheese a grilled cheese is cheese on both sides. That means. If you're adding any ingredients like mushrooms, say tomato, bacon, anything like that, it needs to be encased in the cheese and not there shouldn't be a layer of cheese because the sandwich itself is is just a cheese capsule with whatever else in it. So that's what I think. But uh, I don't. I don't know if you observed that the uh, maybe provolone was on top, gouda on the, the bottom. The, the two pieces of cheese were together. See. But if you go to those paninis, I, I th- suspect that those are prepared the exact same way. Oh, sure. I just don't think... My point is there's there's nothing distinguishing these from each other. Is it just the two types of cheese, maybe? Like, do the other grilled cheeses also double that up on cheese? Be. That could be it. Maybe the paninis only have the one. You, you, you're absolutely right, Dan. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like there's only one type of cheese wow. on each panini, so I think we may have solved it. Okay. I think you got it. I thought the rail order was fantastic. Ugh, it sounded so good. It, it was just delicious. I, it was pressed on the wheat berry because it was a panini, panini press. You get those ridges, you know, sure. where the upper ridges are a little bit cr- more crunchy and crispy than the inner, inside mm-hmm. ones. Oh, man. This is a great panini. That uh, may have been how the breakfast sandwich was, was on the wheat oh, berry. Oh, yeah. it would have had to have been, yeah. yeah. I think it's just wheat berry and focaccia. As far, if you get the sliced bread, sure. you're going to get the wheat berry. It, it's great, man. This is just one of my favorite uh, combinations. Really, the only way you can mess this up is by assembling it poorly or not putting enough ingredients on there, messing up proportions. They didn't do any of that. Sure. The proportions were great. Everything tasted fresh or at least fresh enough and uh, thought this was thought this was wonderful. Thought this was great. Absolutely worth the six bucks that it cost. Wow. It comes with some uh, chips as well. Not a big chip person, Dan. Mm-hmm. Not a big chippy. I thought that they were all right chips. You know, they they weren't original Lay's, but they were original Lay's style. I I kind of doubt that they're house chips, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, some some step up from a, a Frito Lay brand. Yeah, I I I ate one sure. that is my as is my want, mm-hmm. and handed the rest to the person with whom I was dining. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not a big chip person, not really qualified to review the chips, but wow. they looked good. <laughs> Look like good chips. They, they did look good. Trying any desserts? Or did you try any other foods there? I didn't. That was it. You know, I'd, I I packed this all. I had like half of each of those things that I described yesterday morning uh, b- before standing in the sun for three hours. Nice. I tried a Cajun sausage soup, Dan. Wow. 
which I'm pretty sure they're supposed to call that gumbo. Uh-huh. But the guy on the phone said Cajun sausage soup. Sure. <laughs> so I was like, all right. Uh, had sausage, onions, uh, some cooked through celery. We mm-hmm. had some gumbo. No, we had some soup recently from another place where the <laughs> celery was just like solid. Mm-hmm. And that was awful. But this was uh, great. There's celery in there, but it was cooked through. So it just added that little bit of texture. Thought this was tasty. Didn't blow my mind or anything like that. A couple types of beans in there. Thought this was a totally acceptable, pretty tasty soup. Wasn't disappointed by it at all. It's more of a wintertime food for sure. It's not really soup weather mm. out right now. No. But still had a good old time with it. Also got a big fat brownie, Dan. Oh, wow. Ate it over three nights. It was that. It was huge. It sounds huge great. Huge brownie. It was like a brick. You know, it was rectangular, and I would say it was probably an inch and a half thick mm. uh, from, from the ground to the ceiling. I think that's what that ceiling. Ben Fold song is about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's about a brownie that was dragging him down. It was such a hack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've said that before. Yeah, pretty sure we've yeah. said that same thing before. Uh, it was not overly sweet. You know, that's some that's a risk you run with a lot of desserts is getting too much sugar in there. This was just the right amount of sweet. Had a real strong cocoa flavor. Good brownies. What I'm saying, Dan. I love it. I good, love to good hear brownie. That. Softer on the top, crunchier on the bottom. Get that variation of texture. No icing. Don't like it when you put the icing on mm. the brownie. Too sweet. Good brownie. Wow. So, how many North Commercial Railroad Classics would you rate Big Mama's Coffee House, Dan? Wow, Andy. Oh, man. I, you know, there's, there's so many great places on commercial. It really is a great strip mm-hmm. of restaurants there. Gave five to Lindbergh's. Gave five to Cafe Cusco. Can't remember what I gave to Van Gogh's. If I had to guess, it was probably a five. Yeah. Really loved that pan cooking. Mmm, boy, Andy, you know, this place isn't quite like those. Much uh, cheaper, uh, better value on a lot of things. I I keep saying grab and go, but I do feel like it's a great place that you can stop in, grab something, and, like, continue your journey down Commercial Street, breathing in that sweet COVID-free air. <laughs> they don't have COVID on Commercial Street. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, (laughs) i wouldn't let the secret get out it's Uh you get packed up there you go to the farmer's market you pop in there for a nice coffee it it was great i think i'm gonna go four and a half because nothing you know absolutely blew me away like i mentioned with the the last three weeks Mm -hmm. worth of places but just just for on a value principle absolutely just fantastic yep love big mama's I'm going to go four stars wow. for big four stars yeah. for commercial <laughs> classics for Big Mama's Coffeehouse. Didn't have a single thing there that I didn't like. Thought it was all very good. Glad it exists. Uh, I really agree with you that it's a great value proposition. Mm-hmm. Cool place. Cool place. And also, I'm going to go ahead and give... Uh, we, haven't, we haven't done historical stars in a long time, Dan. <laughs> Five historical stars for Dr. Lyle Foster. Wow. Seems like a wonderful individual who's done an, a lot of amazing stuff for the community. Pretty cool. Well, so Dan, not giving any historical stars. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't hand out historical mm, stars. Anymore. My deal. I don't know. Okay. Dr. Foster could be canceled any day <laughs> and, and then, and then you're the one who gave him five historical stars. <sighs> Couldn't be me. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if we can leave that in. <laughs> there, we don't have anything suggesting time, that. No, we don't. But you know, any day. I, I kid. Of course, five historical stars to Dr. Foster. Cancel his subscriptions uh, to this podcast. Like, oh, goodness. Him and everybody else. Uh, yeah. No. Awesome. Awesome restaurant. Great man. 
doctor. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. I like just calling people doctor. I couldn't figure out where he got his doctorate. I, I, he got the other two degrees from Yale and Brown. But then the Missouri <laughs> State, uh, his faculty page refers to him as Dr. Foster, though I couldn't find mm. where the doctorate came from. That's okay. In the bio segment, whenever you like read off all the different schools that he went to, I I, I was just embarrassed for myself <laughs> that, I, that I was even going to like come on the podcast and and critique something that he like brought into this world. Yeah, uh, I didn't yeah, even get yeah, into like, dumb of me. <laughs> he started other businesses on Commercial Street oh, as really? well. Yeah, the one that I almost mentioned, I was trying to figure a way to put it in there. This one would have gotten really long if I put everything that I found. He started a business called like Enviro or something like that, mm. where it was like a home store, but it was all recycled products. Oh, wow. Or green or sustainably sourced home goods, which that was pretty cool. That's very cool. I'm going to give him six historical <laughs> stars. I flipped entirely. Yeah. Now, now I've rated him higher than yeah. even you. He seems like a dude who saw that this that street was rife for development yeah. and was like, all right, I'm going to be the person who does this. I'll be one of the people who does this. That's incredible. So way to go. It's time to move on to wow. the first recurrence of what will hopefully be a mm-hmm. fairly frequently recurring uh-huh. segment. We're speaking, of course, of cold poking. Wow. Poke. It's the most disrespectful theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I remember that theme song. Uh, oh, it's by the band Frightened Rabbit. Don't look it up unless you want to get real sad. Sure. Okay. <laughs> One of my absolute favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Just being consummately disrespectful uh-huh. by using it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to the band and that band's memory. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. In this segment, we cold read wow. uh, a poking around column. Yeah. And currently, this this article is free on the newsletter. They're yes. doing all of their uh, coronavirus special reporting uh, for free to read. So, so you don't even have to nope. go into incognito mode yeah. to, uh, oh, no. to read I'm this. I'm now a subscriber. Sure. I subscribe to the newsletter, as I think people should, if they want to be plugged in, pay for journalism. Mm-hmm. Now, let's read this article for free. <laughs> <laughs> now, poking around, it's from April... Uh, 13th, 2020, when we were still locked down. Yeah. Now, this is the recurring article from, uh, or recurring segment from uh, Steve Pokin right. in, the, in the Gannett Newsletter. Yes. I just want people to be, sh- I want people to know exactly what poking around is. Right. Like, we're so familiar with it, but it's a Q&A. our listeners may not be. The uh, reporter Steve Pokin, who mm-hmm. seems like a genuinely good dude and has posted some really good stuff mm-hmm. about Black Lives Matter and such things recently, uh, he does a question and answer. He's the, he's, he's the he answer to, man. It used to be called the answer man, but now uh-huh. I think there's maybe switched between that uh, and yeah, poking I think around. It's, it's a little loose. The question, mm-hmm. did Steve Grant really cut his own hair? Wow. Now, Steve Grant, local newscaster, mm-hmm. KY3, is that correct? Yes. Great head of hair on him. Absolutely. Now you... Letting it go gray. Oh, my goodness. You must... Stevie! You're just... Uh, I see you drooling. Uh, at, at He's this a picture. handsome man. I, I see that, Andy. He's Everybody, go gray like mm-hmm. Steve Grant. Mm-hmm. Salt and pepper mm-hmm. is what I what I would call that. Not quite a blue hair yet. <laughs> That's always been so weird. Why do they call them blue hair? It's because like it's so white that it no, appears no, no. blue. It, this is a real thing. There's a certain. There was some specific shampoo that people of that age would use on their white hair that would give it a bluish tint. Oh. That's what my dad told me. Wow. I'm just realizing now that he may have made that up. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's sure. true. My dad told me that when I was a kid. 
So that may be a lie. Wow. Well, if any of our listeners can corroborate uh, Mr. Carr's story here, I would love to know the, the reason. All right, Dan. Please interject whenever you feel mm-hmm. like doing so. April 13th, 2020. Poking around, local barber raises the question, did Steve Grant really cut his own hair? Wow. I don't usually spend a lot of time thinking about Steve Grant's hair. Mm-hmm. This all, is poking talk. Already yeah. poking and uh-huh. I differ on this. <laughs> <laughs> but I know someone who does. That would be Greg Barker, 60, who routinely watches Grant on TV. Mm-hmm. Grant is a familiar face in the Ozarks. He is a KY3 news anchor and reporter. On Friday, Parker noticed that Grant had what he described to me as a fresh haircut. Parker noticed this in large part because he's been a barber sh- he's been a barber since age 18 and has owned Style Barbershop on South Campbell for 24 years. Wow. I would not have noticed that Grant had a haircut. I'm not a barber. I get my haircut at Great Clips and yes, I take the senior discount. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Pokin was an older dude. I would say Pokin is verging on being a blue hair. His, oh, is his he? hair is uh, pretty much shock white. Have you oh, never okay. seen the 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 picture of him? Uh, I guess not. On, on the I'm amp? sure I have. Yeah, it's black the, and white. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yes, yeah, it could, the hair could be really any color. <laughs> but Parker did notice, and he started thinking about it. I've had about 50 customers call me and ask if I could go to their home or if they could come to my house so I could cut their hair, Parker tells me. But if I get caught, it could cost me $1,000 and up to 180 days in jail. Wow. That sounds like a familiar punishment. Uh-huh. It's almost like he left his trash out for yeah. too long. <laughs> yeah. Barber shops and salons have been declared non-essential businesses and forced to shut down during local stay-at-home orders. Parker was focused so much on Grant's hair that he immediately called KY3 on Friday and asked the woman who answered the phone, who cut Steve Grant's hair? <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> This is such a great encapsulation of like what that time was like. You just grab onto any kernel of something to spend your time thinking about that wasn't things that are horrible. <laughs> oh god, I just I just want to know how that conversation went. Just well, you're about to find out. <laughs> Please, I have to ask. Wouldn't that be a great title for a mystery novel? <laughs> I'd read it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. The woman said she would put me on hold and wait for a break to ask him. Parker says. She came back and told me he said he cut his own hair at home. Well, in short, Parker doesn't believe this. Wow. He has very thick hair, Parker says. There is no one who can cut their own hair and have it look that good. I would stake my reputation on that. Yeah, I mean, it, it does definitely seem like a talent. Doesn't you seem ever cut like your hair? Uh, no, my girlfriend's cut it, though. That's cool. Uh, man, it's probably been over a year now since I've had it cut. Wow. It's been, it's been a minute. I trim my own beard, but that's a different thing. Yeah. It is kind of hard to get it lined up under the neck, but then again, no one ever looks, so it doesn't matter. Whereas Steve Grant, people definitely looking at that oh, hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are d- observing. If he gave himself that haircut, then he should be cutting hair. I can't cut my own hair that well, and I've been doing this for 40 years. Wow. At the end of that phone conversation, Parker tells me, the woman on the phone asked Parker if he wanted to leave a message for the news director. Parker says he did. His message was that he doesn't believe Grant cut his own hair. <laughs> hey, you, you, uh, can you give me a message to Steve Grant? <laughs> you tell him I don't believe for a second that he cuts his own hair, and I'll eat my own shoe if he does. <laughs> I'll, eat a, I'll eat a bag of his hair. I'll eat, I'll eat, <laughs> you, you tell him to save up that hair, because I'll eat it. As of Monday, Parker had not heard back. Here's what really irked him. If he said that, 
If you said that maybe his wife had some training and she cut it, then I would have let it go. Sure. Parker tells me. Instead, he says he received an answer that, according to Parker's professional opinion, is not mm-hmm. true. Parker admits that his own wife has told him to let it go. <laughs> and perhaps <laughs> he has too much time on his hands now that he's not allowed to sniff hair. I'm loving this Parker it's Grant so good. feud. It's so good. <laughs> this next line. But just like Woodward and Bernstein and that first Watergate tip, Parker did not let it go. Pokin has such a special place in my heart for, like, hyperbole. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's really great at... He, to me, he's not making this... He's not necessarily making fun of this guy, sure. but he's very good at acknowledging that this is inherently funny. Yeah. Well, also, it's, like, empathetic and understanding that this dude... Uh, has nothing better to do than worry about oh, this. Absolutely. It's like it's a real place that people <laughs> are are in often these days. Over the weekend, in fact, he stewed over it. He fixated on Grant's well coiffed, thick, luxurious hair. Wow. I I just thought that was not right. Parker says, "I do not feel that it's fair that celebrities can get a haircut when us barbers are not allowed to work." Mm-hmm. I have two other barbers I work with, and I could easily get one of them to cut my hair, but I don't. I told the customer on the phone that I won't cut his hair, so he texted me and said, name the time and whatever you want to charge. I said, no. It's a principle of the thing. I don't care if the president of the United States needs a haircut. Just grow it out. That's what I'm doing. I also don't care if he needs a haircut. (laughs) That dude, whatever. I don't think he uh, requires too many haircuts. (laughs) Certainly needs maintenance. And then... Two words came to him. These wow. are in, this is in bold, by the way. And then two words came to okay. him. It was over the weekend. The two prophetic words came to Parker. They were Steve and Pokin. Oh, well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's comforting to know that in this time of worldwide pandemic, that when the question of who cut Steve Grant's hair comes up, that Greg Parker thought of one person, me. To be honest... Although there are far more important issues these days, I do believe that the question of whether mm-hmm. a celebrity received a professional haircut in this time of pandemic falls within the purview of news or an opinion column such as this. At a minimum, celebrities and news anchors need to be aware that the public is paying very close attention to the contour, shape, and length of their locks. <laughs> so I called Grant at KY3. Wow. I told him the reader who happened to be I told him that a reader that happened to be Barber, that's, mm-hmm. that's a Pokin typo yeah, there, Sure, wanted to know who cut his hair. Pokin's uh, a busy man, he okay? Is. He's got editors to, uh, to sort the typos out. That, 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 I'm not putting that on Pokin. I don't know who this guy is, but I remember that he called, Grant tells me. And who cuts your hair? Grant told me the same thing he told Parker. Wow. He cut it himself at home. Well, just take my time. I try to do my best. Then he told me, what I do at home is not for public consumption. <laughs> Are we on the record? Oh, oh my God, yes. Andy. I don't think this is worthy of a story. I have no further comment. Wow. That was it. I certainly can't understand his response. Other than, are we on the record? <laughs> Any reporter I know assumes you're on the record until some other agreement is reached. Also, if I were a TV celebrity, I would cut my own hair and no doubt butcher it and then joke about it on the air. Sure. But I'm not a TV celebrity. 
Even my once-a-week two-minute appearance on KLOR 10 TV Friday mornings, for which I am not paid, has been canceled during the pandemic. Poor, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. He could Skype in. He absolutely Let could. Let Pokin Skype in, KOLR. Listen, if Pokin doesn't get to poke around, he, he he's going to get backed up. He is. In closing, what? He's, you heard me, Andy. Oh, boy. It's not good for Pokin when he doesn't get to poke around. Okay. <laughs> you won't like me when I'm not poking. <laughs> <laughs> In closing, I'll also try to remember what Grant told me about what's news and what isn't. I'll specifically remember the next time someone at KY3 asks me to cast my vote on the topic of cupcakes or Twinkies. And that's the end of the article. <laughs> That was very like veiled and kind of shady there at the end. Wow. Here's the thing. I fully 100% believe that Steve Grant is getting his hair cut by a professional and uh, was at that time hiding it from the public. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he has been fully caught. I also think that that was April 13th. So we're almost 60 days out from that article. Uh, I would say that this Parker fellow, uh, his house probably looks like the inside of Kevin Spacey's apartment in seven, (laughs) uh, just composition notebooks, full, uh, composite drawings of what he thinks his hair would look like if it were in fact cut by him. Any, any piece of information he can find about Steve Grant to, you know, find if he has had any professional training Mm -hmm. in the haircutting arts. And I also think, Andy, that we should probably try to get Steve Grant on the show. Should we? And we should also get the other guy on the show, Parker, (laughs) and just not tell them that they're going to be on the same episode. And I think that we can accomplish this. If only we knew multiple people Mm -hmm. connected at KY3. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Ticket help us with this. Well, that about wraps up the show for today, except as teased before, we do have a doctor Mm. that asked to come uh, be on the show. Wow. So uh, he's been out in the waiting room. Uh, Let's get him in here. Yeah, come on in. (laughs) Those were footsteps. (laughs) Okay, I thought those were maybe knocks. No. Uh, They seemed pretty weak for knocks, but I guess we did invite him in, so... No reason to, oh, invite them in. I just assumed that it, the doctor was a man. That was very sexist. In my turn to speak? Okay, well, it is a man. Uh, I, I'm Dr. Howley. <laughs> my name's Dr. Howley. Doc, doc, ha, Dr. Ha, Howley. How do, you, how do you spell that last name? Oh, you can hear how I'm saying it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a... I'm a doctor. I'm okay. A constitutional lawyer. Whoa, okay. Doc, constitutional lawyer, uh, Dr. Holly. Dr. Holly. De- absolutely a, fantastic to have you on the show. Constitutional lawyer first. Uh-huh. Husband and father, third and fourth. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. How many kids you got? Two. Okay. Two children. Wow. Two beautiful, beautiful the, boys. Two boys? What wages are you got? I'd on like them? to keep them out of this. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, sort of Steve Grant esque in your uh, your your personal life is uh that's oh I'm very public about my personal life to be okay. honest with you just not your kids I talk about it on Twitter all the time oh really oh you know Andy and I are 
sort of fellow, fellow uh, Twitter users, but not a whole lot of uh, engagement exactly. But uh, we both use it and uh, so, sort of put our thoughts out in the void. Well, Andy reached out to me to come on the show. Oh, really? And Andy, you slid into Dr. Holly's. Uh, I do. I DMs. tweet at him fairly often. Oh, really? There were conditions mm-hmm. in his appearance, and he said we couldn't talk about his main job. Sure. I don't know. Can I? Can I tell your Twitter handle? That's fine. It's Howley Mo. Howley Mo. Howley Mo. Uh huh. Howley Mo. At Howley Mo on Twitter. Okay. Twitter.com. Sure. I'm here to talk about pressing issue, Dan. Wow. Please. I'm I mean, big, that, that's kind of what our podcast is. We want to become I'm a more big of a platform. Dan, I'm a big Dan guy. Oh, really? Bit of a that, Dan guy. I mean, that's is. I'm not sort surprised of about this at all. With our <laughs> end of show guests. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Dan just seems so so educated. Oh my I'm, goodness, <laughs> it's true. I am. <laughs> Thank you. I am myself of an academic. I'm a doctor, Doctor Howley, constitutional uh-huh. lawyer. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I've read a bit of the Constitution myself. The, <laughs> What's your favorite part? Uh, it's a bit meandering for my taste, <laughs> uh, but uh, the whole beginning. It, it, I like the beginning. Well, Dan, I'm just going to ignore Andy. Because we all know who the brains of the operation here is. Sure. No, no, I'm cool with that. Come on. I, <laughs> Andy, I'm I'm going to, you know, respect our guest's wishes, and I will also ignore you, and uh, it'll just be me and the guest. Dan, hackers. We wow. need to talk about hackers. Okay. Matthew Lillard. I don't know who that is. Uh, I, I, I spent so much time in school that I never heard about the movie Scream. Until you. <laughs> okay, so you spent so much time in school that you never heard about the movie Scream, which you somehow connected to me saying Matthew Lillard, who you just claimed that you did not know. How, how exactly did we get here? Oh, you caught me, Dan. <laughs> usually I'm a little bit, usually I'm a little bit better. Okay. So you you do know who Matthew Lillard is? I uh, fine. I know who Matthew Lill- uh-huh. Lillard is. <sighs> are are you familiar with the film Hackers? Yeah, I even know what screaming is. <laughs> okay, well I don't want to dive too much I don't deeper know how into we that. Got onto this day. Ask how we, you know what screaming we talk about is. Hackers. Uh huh. Hackers are everywhere. Angie Jolie. They're inside your computers. Well, Andy, I. They that's wanna, where they hang out. You know, all they want is kid. Their hot little hacker hands on your sticky, sweet private information. <laughs> We're here to give you some tips for how to protect yourself on the World Wide Web, Dan. Oh, no. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Dr. Howley. That, that's very kind of you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, our, our listeners would definitely be interested in this as well. Mr. Google is out there to, to get mm-hmm. us all. Mm-hmm. First, <laughs> first thing you can do, don't use passwords. Okay, now this almost seems antithetical to me, but please, like, expand. If a website requires a password, uh-huh. don't use it. Uh, Hacker bait. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. I mean, hackers do love to get a hold of your password, so don't use I, them. Okay. Yeah. I, I had really never thought about that. I mean, I guess that's no, why no. you're a doctor. And I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm a and constitutional simpleton. lawyer. Yeah, and, and constitutional lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand the Constitution. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask you. What's your favorite it's part? It's very important. Oh, uh, <laughs> I have to get back to you on that. 
I seem to have a lot of problems with it, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you just can't seem to make up your mind about that no. constitution. Uh, I'm a big fan, but I want to change lots of it. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it, that's that's sort of the way I am with uh, all the movies I watch. Uh, love them, but all right. could change them. Now, I understand. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to connect with Grandma yeah. on Facebook. Okay. And uh, Facebook does have a password. That is a password-required site, I would so, say. My my first piece of advice is mm-hmm. to tell Grandma to screw. Okay, <laughs> Andy, wh- why are you inviting somebody on the show who's telling grandmas to screw? Listen, I wouldn't have invited him. He asked to come on, and this is a person with great power in our in our community. In our country. Okay. Li- he doesn't want his identity revealed. Dr. Howie. For some reason. My grandmas are long gone. I guess you don't need to be Facebook friends with them then. Okay. Well, yes, you do have a point there. They do not have a Facebook. I, neither of them was around even for the advent of Facebook. Okay. Now, what I'm saying, Dan, is I understand sometimes you're going to need a password. Sure. Okay. Oh, if you do... Have to use one of them dastardly passwords. Uh-huh. Be smart about it. Well, yeah, yeah. Try to trick those hackers. Okay. How, how would you suggest we do that? They're not that smart. Okay. Somebody smart ain't gonna try to break into a computer. So now, what you need to remember is, the hackers don't know you. Uh huh. Dan, they don't know anything about you. Uh huh. Dan, what are your passwords? <laughs> um. Well, I like to use sort of a simple. Wait. I'm not supposed to give out my password on air. Why not? Andy tells me that all the time. <laughs> you need to tell me, Dr. Howley, what your passwords are. Well, I mean. Just for my example. Is is this on the record? No. Okay. Well, in that case, my Facebook password, at least, is Steve Grant's luxurious bag of hair. Oh, I'm going to have to change my password. <laughs> <laughs> we, are we using the same one? No, no, no. Okay, Dan, that's not going to work. Okay. It's, uh, it's not personal enough. <laughs> well, it's pretty personal to me. First thing you do, start with your name. Okay. First word and a password should be your name. Okay. Daniel. Next, Daniel. Uh, th- think of a word that describes you. Mm-hmm. Think of a word uh, that describes you. Okay. Cunning. Uh, last, put the word is in between those two other words. Okay. My Dan. password is Josh is cool. Whoa. Okay. So, did I think you revealed your first name there? Uh, did uh, you say Joush? Joush. 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 Cool. How do how do you, how do you spell that? Is I have a W in there? The new, the normal way you spell Joush. Oh. Okay. So Joush okay. is cool. Nah. Make sure you don't put any numbers in there. No. And no symbols. Hackers uh-huh. love numbers. Mm-hmm. Have you seen code? It's all numbers, Dan. It, Hackers you, love it. I'm Keep not those numbers out. Sure, if you have the best understanding of code, um, Mr. How Doctor Howley. Uh, so no symbols, no numbers. No. I'm I'm almost thinking I know you from somewhere. Weird from Twitter. But uh, are you are you big on Twitter? Fairly big. Okay. It's a surprisingly low number of people respond uh-huh. to my. My tweets, but I have, I have many followers. I found myself in a position of uh, power and respect, uh-huh. disrespect in some cases. Not going to get into the way somebody in this room treats me on Twitter. 
don't want to come here in that capacity. Just want to make sure the people in Springfield uh-huh. are safe about their passports. I got one last piece of advice, Dan. Please, yeah, no, you. I think you've imparted a lot of wisdom to our our listeners here this week. Only do your taxes on your mom's computer. Mm. That way, the hackers will think those are your mom's taxes. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know why it's preferential for the hackers to... You know a lot about moms. I listen to the show. Okay, yes. I know. True. Very popular with moms, but is it beneficial that the hackers think that my taxes are my mom's taxes? Listen. We all know that our own privacy is more important than our mom's privacy. Uh, yeah. Okay. I kind of get that. So when you're doing your taxes, which uh, I'm just assuming, not exactly a squeaky queen. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> squeaky queen. I think Dr. Howley misspoke. <laughs> Well, I mean, we can have him clarify. Okay. I did not misspeak. People like me never misspeak. Okay. I said, (laughs) I'm assuming Dan's taxes aren't squeaky queen. Okay. I I don't know what that means, so I'm going to go ahead and say that my taxes are not that. Let Uncle Sam, (laughs) my friend and yours, but let's face it, I don't like him. Okay. (laughs) You, you You seem to have a lot of conflicting opinions. What do you mean by that? Uh, you love the the Constitution oh, and Uncle love it Sam, so much. but you love also want to dismantle it. Okay, you only hurt the ones you love, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard that. That's a <laughs> pretty famous saying, I think. I love your mom, but <laughs> your own privacy comes first. I still don't know that we fully penetrated the uh, the idea here of. Uh, Doing my taxes on my mother's computer. My taxes aren't squeak, squeaky queen. Uh-huh. So, like, if I'm doing anything, you know, under the table, I should be filing under my mom's name or your under mom my mom's computer. Keep your computer under the table. You shouldn't reveal computer locations publicly like that, Dan. Well, I mean, that's how the hackers find them. Oh. I, I got to get out of here. I've learned so I much. I got to get out of here. Thank- I'm realizing that I'm revealing way too much. Wow. I, I well, we, before you go, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I doc, I almost said my name. I'm Doctor Howley. You are Doctor Howley, constitutional lawyer. Constitutional liar. And I uh, care a lot about technology. Uh huh. You want to talk about TikTok? <laughs> I mean, I I thought you were going, but if you want to do a tight <laughs> ten on TikTok, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. TikTok's owned by Communist China, Dan. Oh, okay. Well, I that's. I'm not sure that that's true. I wouldn't pe- put it past China, I guess. Well, much like a, a broken clock, I am actually right about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dr. Howley, uh, thank you so much for stopping I'm by gone. here today. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll come back whenever I have more tips for you, okay. Dan. Okay. Love you, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, too. I love Dr. Howley. Uh, Andy? Are you? Uh, I'm so confused. <laughs> I, I'm not totally sure what happened there. So this is a guy you met on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that I gently troll this man on Twitter. Sure. From time to time. Well, I mean, I appreciated him coming on the show. I mean, it's been a doctor-packed episode. Uh, one, you know, uh, doctor who's like 
you know, fostered a lot of businesses uh-huh. here in uh, Springfield, yeah. certainly made it a better place, and one who gave our uh, listeners a lot of uh, really helpful information. Yeah, I mean, had that been someone fictional, mm-hmm. that would have been just trenchant political commentary. Sure. About cognitive dissonance. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He looked like a young man, he too. He did so seem young. Of, Kind of not exactly the audience that I would think would be so obsessed with hackers. Uh-huh. Um, but boy, I, I just really appreciate that he, he was able to stop by here today and, and uh, impart all that wisdom on us. Like, yeah. I, you know, it maybe next time he can come on and uh, explain Have thought it through fully. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I was just since he's such a, a tech guy, uh, maybe he can explain how to like a. Uh, add a, an RSS feed to a, a podcast <laughs> app. I, th- I think that would be a, a pretty good uh, <laughs> maybe yeah. a tutorial that uh, some people could Speaking use. Speaking of which, you can join the Tower Club. Wow. It's $5 a month, mm-hmm. half of which goes directly to the Ozarks Food Harvest. Wow. So, so if if you're not subscribing to it and just like maybe say using someone else's mm-hmm. feed to download the episodes, it's almost like you're taking food yeah. out of the mouths of uh, some of the o- Ozarks hungriest folks. I do believe that to be the case. Wow. So I'm not saying anyone would ever do that, but uh-huh. if you did do it, feel guilty. Uh, yeah, I mean, you are guilty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we did spend three hours yesterday waiting for some food that we then did an episode, mm-hmm. and it is a dire weird episode it's a good episode heavily encourage you heavily Uh i highly encourage you to uh subscribe and go listen to it i listened back and i kind of enjoyed it despite the fact that i am straight up losing losing it no it's a great episode it's the first time that uh you have been brought to pace around the room and uh maybe the most uncomfortable i've ever been for a episode recording uh fantastic first appearance of agent orange yes. on on the show so uh we tried not it. a new character <laughs> <laughs> yeah on friday uh tower club episode coming out we review agent orange oh, wow. okay see everybody friday <laughs> bye bye Thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, join the Spring Food Mo Tower Club. Go to towerclub.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Joining the Tower Club is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at towerclub.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Okay, so we just got finished recording the episode here, Andy. I was trying to place an order for uh, Druffs at yumdruffs.com. This man is wearing a Druffs t-shirt right yes. now. So, yeah. you, you, so this is very important to him. Oh, yeah. I put this t-shirt on this morning, which uh, spurred my girlfriend to beg me to go pick up some cornbread crumbles after recording here. Uh, it's almost 11 a.m. Looking at their online ordering menu, Andy. I'm not seeing the cornbread crumble, and what? I'm I'm very concerned. I'm I'm uh, checking out. 
It, now it still is listed under breakfast bowls uh, on their like uh, picture menu. You know, like the the menu that is Druffs just a, is suffering from the Nash. The national cornmeal shortage. I, I'm not sure if that's the case. Now, Andy, I haven't called yet. I'm gonna place a call real quick and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask if the if the cornbread crumble is in fact available. Our listeners will have to tune in next week to find out if I was successful or not. But uh if not, I'm I'm putting the call out right now. Vance, where's the crumble? <laughs>